Welcome, welcome, welcome to Planning Face Syndicate, episode 37? Holy shit, we're on 37 already. Tonight, we are going to be talking about LVL results, AMG Razor Crest spoilers, and week three trilogy matchups. With me tonight on the mic is my good buddy, JJ. How are you doing tonight, sir? Doing all right, man. It was a heck of a weekend uh, between the NFL playoffs, uh, LVO being uh, fantastic in-person events. Uh, they had a lot of great stuff on stream. Thank you, GSP, for putting on that great event and Flight Better as well for putting on um, helping uh, GSP with that as well. Uh, you guys are all great. Thank you so much for that. Yeah. So you're probably <clears throat> you're probably all wondering why are we casting tonight after we complained and said we weren't going to do it last. So here's the answer. Here's the long and short of it. I came down with COVID the day before I was supposed to fly out to LVO. So guess who did not get to go to LVO and represent the Planning Phase Syndicate T? This guy. So tonight, if I'm a little salty <clears throat> and sound a little under the weather, I apologize. I will be more apologetic for how I sound than the saltiness. Cause I'm still pretty pissed <laughs> that I didn't get to go. Yeah, um, I don't blame you, man. And, 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 and I guess we do, we try, so Charles isn't here. So I get a little bit more political tonight and he can't really do anything about it. Cause he's not here to yell at me. <laughs> <clears throat> and I don't really feel this is super political, but I understand people can get COVID and I won't lie and say I, with me getting it right. I have had less symptoms than typically a lot of people, other people have. Um, I didn't lose my voice. I'm was heavily congested for a couple of days, <clears throat> but it was just on and off. It wasn't even consistent. I didn't have a fever. I did sleep more than you can imagine in fairness. Um, but other than that, my, my life wasn't super altered by it. And, you know, so, some of that's because I've been boosted. I've had both my vaccines. We do work pretty cautiously for the most part. But this is where it comes in to say, hey, if I had not had those, I 100% would have been worse off than what I am today. And I won't blame any specific individual or any group of people. But what I'm going to say is that if you're one of those who still at this point are refusing to get vaccinated, fuck off. Because people that continue to not embrace this and to at least help try to bring down this are, are the reason people like me couldn't go to LVO. You know, I contacted COVID. I had to go into my office, which is probably where it came from. Uh, in fairness, even though we do wear masks at the office. <laughs> um, but there is always those times where you're in a closer quarters with people than you'd prefer to be. And <clears throat> they're, they're not even making our kids mask at school right now. And it's just ridiculous. So, my little speech is either I'm going to have to quarantine until the next big event that I want to go to so that I don't get sick because getting my money back has been nothing but a hassle. <laughs> yep. And I just need people just need to be more cautious in what they're doing. So normally I don't get super emotionally political uh, in that, but the, this COVID thing has like really pissed me off to the, for the people that, that refuse and continue to push this virus farther. And that's all I'll say on it. I'll, I'll move on. 
and just be salty that <clears throat> I wasn't the one to bring a droid swarm to win LV fucking O. <laughs> but somebody did. Yes, congratulations, Isofane. Um, you did fantastic. I um, I was uh, watching you just play that game. Um, you you flew it like a champ. Um, it came close there at the end, but uh, you pulled it out. Great job, Isofane. Oh, yeah. That was a amazing final. I will say, as a fellow Separatist player, I understand what you were doing with Seer going four straight there. Or, or, not, or not going, you know, going four straight with the other drone, doing the barrel roll and blocking. But if you truly thought Django was going to turn in like that, you could have just dumped the drone four straight, double calculated, left them there, pulled, pulled your seer in, and then one banked with your seer or barrel rolled to the left and focused for stress with your seer if your goal was to block Django. Just saying that <laughs> that's probably what I would have done. But hey, I wasn't at the top table, and I highly doubt that I would be at this point. Anyway, so even if I was there, um, I do like his list. So JJ, when we get to his list, we're going to probably spend a little bit more time on it. Oh, yeah. Um, especially because a lot of people have written Seer off because of the cost, because he is the most expensive Belba Lab that we have. Um, so I don't know. I don't know. I thought it was a good one. I was happy to see... Um, a separatist win the day and I will be happy to see them win the next tournament as well. They're my bold prediction. Unless they kill our points, separatists will always be on top. Yeah. <laughs> and I apologize. I'm eating the snow cone. Yeah, no because <laughs> it helps it helps with my voice. So. Yeah. So um so let's get started first with the um, the fun stuff, the AMG spoilers that we got revealed this week uh, from the Mando pack. Um, I was actually really excited to see what the generics were going to look like here for the um, for the ST seventy uh, ST seventy assault ship, because the only thing that we've really seen in the series is just uh, Mando pilot the the Razor Crest and of course the droid for that um, that one episode for the jailbreak. Um, but I had no idea what else they were going to do for like the generics here. And this is pretty good here. So um, this one here is the Guild Bounty Hunter. Um, it reads, while you perform an attack at attack range one to two, you may spend one non-recurring charge for one of your equipped illicit upgrades to change one focus result into a crit result. And this is a two pip unique um, generic card here. So you can actually run two of these. Um, in your squad. Um, I think that depending on the points, this could be potentially really, really good um, to run with uh, Jabba the Hutt and probably Dead Man Switch to just constantly give yourself like passive mods for this. Um, it, heck, even just running one of this with uh, with Jabba would be really, really good, I think, because this you can easily just spend a your action to either evade or reposition to make sure you get that shot. And then you have that passive um, that passive result here to change that focus into a hit. And if this has a talent slot, you can put in fearless. And if you're in that front arc, um, you get two soft mods right there easily. Yeah, nope. And I, I, I guess I'm not as excited per se about the ability. I think it's an okay ability. I, I don't have an issue with it at all. To be honest mm -hmm. with you. Um, I just don't know if I would say that is like, that's why I would carry it though. I do say I'd like the, um, I, I like the Java theory. If you can carry two charges with this, I do yeah. like that. And you could pair this again with Boba. You could pair this with other bounty hunters and everything's going to all depend on how many crew slots it has 
Um, points cost, I don't know if I'm as worried about it. I am a little worried because it has no bloody shield. I forgot all about that. Is this thing will burn down a little bit faster because of the m missing shields. Um, yeah. But I do <clears throat> do really like the fact that you have that option. So you could put Dead Men Switch right on there. And then if you don't want to use it or you, you're doing really well, right? You have that option to shoot and kill uh, and get an extra crit with it. Um, I wonder if these things will have talent slots. That's that's I think that's going to be like one of the best. Like that'll be a big thing because think about it this way. With, with this, you could put Greedo and Marksmanship on this ship. And Marksmanship oh, yeah. at minimum will be really good on this ship. But if you have Marksmanship and Greedo, you could go from having all your other dice to all crits. Yep, exactly. Yeah. And um, so I, I think that this will eventually have, or this will come up with a talent slot because I still think that the missing fourth pilot for this would be like a lower um, like base generic. That would be like either like an initiative one or initiative two with no talent slot to make them like a four, uh, four pilot uh, breakdown for this particular chassis. I could easily see AMG doing that and this generic and uh, having the talent slot for generic. Yeah. Yeah. And I, <clears throat> I, I like it. I think it'll be worthwhile to, um, I think it'll be a worthwhile endeavor to fly at least one or two of these. Um, and I do like that it's two pips. So at least I get two of them. So, yeah. The next so one that we have. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, say so the second list in the final was you had a droid swarm with Seer and then you had um, Django Maul, which we'll get to in a minute because when we get to that LVO part, we'll get to that. All right, go ahead with the next one. So the next one that we have here is an illicit uh, that was revealed for bounty hunters only. Um, this one is the tracking fob is a three pip unique. Uh, the card reads set up after placing forces, choose an opponent. They assign uh, the marked for elimination condition to one of their ship uh, ships. They must be able to, they must assign this to a limited ship. If able to, you ignore range restrictions while acquiring locks on the ship with the mark for elimination condition. Uh, and then the condition card itself reads, while you defend, if the attacker is equipped with tracking fob and has a lock on you, you cannot spend green tokens. This is a fantastic card. Um, I can easily see this card being about six to seven points because of its strong ability um, for you to easily just get the target lock from, from you know, turn one and then just going in and then just making sure that that ship has no... Um, no green tokens or not able to uh, use green tokens here. This is going to be particularly strong, um, be particularly strong against two ship lists um, that have uh, that are generic or uh, uniques because you're going to have to choose one of those two ships to have this assigned to. Yeah, I I like this. Um, I John was not as uh, <clears throat> looking of this as I was, uh, but this to me made a lot like. I hope it's not seven points, honestly, but it probably should be pointed that way. You think? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, that's that's gonna be a that's a hard call because some of me says it should be pointed that way, and some of me says that just feels a little overpowered or overcosted at seven points for what you it think can five do. Five would be more fair because but, yeah, you do have to have the, <clears throat> the restriction of having the the lock. Yes, I, I feel five is probably the smarter 
avenue for it to go. But again, you know, I mean, it, I could see it coming in at three or four, but I really hope not because five makes it so that it's because this is three pip. You could take three of these. Yeah. Like if this is like three points, I mean, I know we don't have crack shots, but you know, this is pretty strong for what it is. Oh, you yeah, know, absolutely. Um, so the ships that currently can take this, right? Because this is bounty hunter only. Right now we have Koshka Frost. We have uh, the generic bounty hunter on the fire spray. We have Zuckus, the generic uh, G1A starfighter. We have we have Dengar and Manaru. We have Nanlun that can equip this as well. Victor Hell and Captain Justero over on the Kirax fighter. Uh, Asajj Ventress, uh, Ketsu can also uh, equip this as well. Sabine Ren, uh, Tarani Kolda, uh, Tarani with this would be crazy good, honestly. Um, Quentin Jest and Sarko Plank in the um, the the tractor bot, <laughs> the quadrajet, the space tug. Um, and then Dylan Oberos in the Star uh, Star Viper as well, as well as uh, Latrazi Bosk, uh, and then uh, Kato Lichos in the Z95 as well. Those are all um, bounty hunters that can equip this particular um, upgrade for scum. Do they have illicit slots on Bang Fighters? <clears throat> uh, you mean for the new ones or the current ones? Uh, current ones. Yes, there is. Okay. So, hear me out. The, so, we know a Mandalorian pack is coming out. Mm -hmm. The probability that they're going to give Mandalorian keywords to <clears throat> certain um, thing fighter pilots is pretty, pretty high. So, this on just this on Tarak or Old T sounds awesome if they have, a, if they have that listed slot, right? Yeah, but this is restricted to bounty hunter, not not Mandalorian. So oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. I yeah. gotcha. Okay, and, well, and never on mind. On top that. of that, the fangs don't have the illicit either, which which is the other part of it too. Gotcha. So okay, so not quite as good. So definitely, it should not be more than five points then, because it's just yeah. it's got a limited usage to it. So mm -hmm. yeah, I wonder why they pipped it at three then, right? <laughs> like, what's the point of pipping it at three? Like how many bounty hunters are in scum? It, it, like that you could fit in a list. <laughs> yeah, I mean when, you ain't getting more than three of these. This this does work well as well with um with tracers as well um because you can use your um like let's say if you have ships at the same initiative right you spend your luck you know it, you know hoping to just push in damage then the another ship at the same initiative that has tracer missiles shoots a missile at that ship that still has a token every if it hits everybody regains their lock and now um if they decide to shoot at the ship that has the tracking bomb now they can't use those tokens on offense so that is that is still pretty strong yeah now <clears throat> Our next card is Burnout Thrusters. After you perform a boo or a slam, a slam <laughs> action, lose one energy. Then you may gain one deplete token to remove that disarm token. If you have no active energy, you cannot perform a slam action. This is unfactioned, scum, or small and medium-based ships only. <laughs> now, 
you you know what this 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 can go on in in separatists, right? Well, no, it says scum. It does say scum. So you but, do. Have so it's not it. small or medium ship. It's only going to be scum. Yeah, it'll be scum only for small <clears throat> or medium ship in in scum. Okay. So I I wish you could put this on separatist because uh, this would be ridiculous on uh, some of the droids. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, no, this this would be um really good. Now I I, I gotta say just as a side note, I love the art of putting this on a um uh on the stupid Kimagila. Uh, I think that's pretty dope. But um, honestly, I, I want to see I want to see this on like an M3A <laughs> just for the fun, the hell of it to get like Sunny Bounder at range one from the get go. That'd be great. Yeah, because you can go, what, 10 forward? You yeah, two exactly. Fives. Yeah, two and fives, then you can yeah. shoot. Yeah. And then and the funny thing is, is that she's <clears> depleted and you're rolling one dice. You can add uh, a result. That, that's awful. Um, I, I don't think this will be a lot of points either. I hope it's a little bit more than one point only because the last thing we need is a bunch of freaking, you know, ships being able to add it. And I'm yeah, looking at you in three A's. This has got to be at least three points, I would say, because I think this is better than like the intercept boosters that they have for the tri fighters, um, because you have the ability to remove that, uh, that disarm token for deplete. Um, so you're taking a lesser shot, but at the same time, um, you're 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 still able to shoot. So yeah, yeah. I don't know. Like I said, this I think I think this is good. Um, this was so far my favorite, um, my favorite upgrade uh, that I've we've seen come out of the Razor Crest so far, even more than the Child, I guess. Yeah, like I really do like this. I think this is kind of really cool. Um, I do hope to God it's at least two, if not three points. <clears throat> I just, you know, and, and if they want to price it differently based on the size of the ship, I think I'm okay with that too. Yeah, that's actually a, a good point because I think that you probably get more out of the the medium bases because they're able to move faster um, than uh, than the smaller bases. So yeah, I think that it should be costed according to the size of the uh, of the ship. So yeah. Yeah. Um, now there's a rumor. This yeah, this is uh I don't know if this is actually gonna be in um I don't know if this is gonna be in the Mandalore pack. I do I know this will be in, in the uh the Razor Crest. The Razor Crest pack. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Since it is scum only, um uh, there was a rumor that this was allowed on other ships though, just as an FYI, um, in other factions, I think when it first came when it was being play tested. Okay. So just as a rumor. Not, I don't know for a fact. I just that's what I heard. So when it gets spoiled, we'll see. <laughs> well, we yeah. did see it spoiled. It's right there. No, I mean like the the um the rules pack, you know, the insert oh, that has like, oh, all the I rules see. for everything. So yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Anyway, so that was um that was my excitement. Oops, going too far. Uh that I like this card a lot. I think I'm hoping this is a three point upgrade, maybe four. I just want to keep it out of the hands of too many scum ships because I think it'll be too good otherwise. Um yeah. now we have one more technical spoiler per se, but I just checked and it, it's not on the site. So three days ago, four days ago, whatever day I came down with COVID, um they had released on Amazon. The gauntlet fighter for purchase i bought it i have not received it 
It has not shipped. <laughs> oh, I better double. Let me double check. I have not double checked today to see if it hasn't shipped. So I'm going to do that. I'm guessing <clears throat> it's a screw up on Amazon's behalf. If not, I will physically have a gauntlet, I guess. I, it, 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 has, it says it's arriving on Tuesday, but it has not officially shipped. So I, I'm scheduled to get a gauntlet fighter, even though I don't think that they are supposed to have them out yet. So the rumor has it, it was going to be end of March. Same with the Razor Crest got pushed back to the end of March. And I called my, I called my local to say, hey, um, did you guys happen to get some gauntlet fighters in this weekend? Or did you hear a rumor that you're getting them in next week? Because I just need to know. Because if not, I, whatever. I'll pay full price on Amazon for this because I'm sure I can sell it to somebody. <laughs> but like, if it happens, we will have an emergency. We, we will spoil all the cards. I don't. I'm sorry, AMG. Maybe that'll disqualify us from an interview in the future. But like, seriously, that would be insanely crazy if we got gauntlets next week. That th yeah. just that I would be ecstatic if that happened. Um, that ugh. would be great. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> very excited. Um, so that was our exciting news. We won't spoil the new ship from Book of Boba yet. Um, I guarantee you that ship will definitely be coming to X-Wing. If AMG does not do that, they are insanely crazy. Insanely crazy yeah. if they don't yeah. do that. But we'll talk about we are going to do an after show um, after our cast tonight to talk about um, uh, what you want to call it. The, the book. The of I'm sorry. It's yeah. COVID brain. Just <laughs> without spoiling what ship it is. I, I honestly think it will be two years before we see that particular ship come in. I know that it's technically something we've seen before, but because of the nature of the ship itself, I think that there needs to be playtesting done and we have to see more pilots available um, for for that particular ship in order for it to become like a full expansion. So I, I think it'll be a while before we see that. Not to mention that, you know, AMG still has to get all the license approval from Lucasfilm and Disney before they can put anything on anything for their for X-Wing. So that approval process alone is like months. So, yeah. So. Uh, I did not know that, but I guess District Foundry has a 3D printed model of that. Yeah, so, it's called Wizard. <laughs> um, we officially will be looking at that tonight uh, during our spoiler cast, and uh, I may just purchase one or two. Yeah. Uh, I don't even fly that ship, but I might just for that. Yeah. Which, speaking of, I'll we'll have to talk with uh, Charles, but I, I have a feeling what would be beneficial. And if you guys are watching this and you want to do it too, along with us, maybe I'll create a forum and we can do a um, discussion about what pilots could potentially fly that ship and what factions we think we'll see it in. We, we could do that because I, I disagree heavily with Charles um, on what his belief is, but I, we got to stop. Otherwise I'm going to, it, it, yeah, I yeah. can't. We're I, entering into to spoiler territory. Yeah. 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 <laughs> All right. Cool. So um, the next thing we want to do before we get into the breakdown of the uh, the top list of LVO is just do a quick recap here for our week three matchups here for the trilogy tournament. Um, we we went three and zero last week. Uh, thank you to both John and Charles, or actually you and, and John, What's me? What's so, me? <laughs> for for your wins. Uh, you guys did fantastic. Your your games were really good. 
Um, so this week we are facing against Filth Down Under, uh, which is the team that will will be facing off this week. Um, the first matchup we have here is going to be uh, Charles versus Michael O'Connor. Uh, his list uh, for Charles, just for a quick um, a quick recap of what Charles' list is, he's flying a double fire spray list for Scum. Uh, it's Boba Fett equipped with Fearless, Seismic Charges, False Tramp, Bomber Codes, Stealth Device, Slave One, uh, the Separatist title, with Skilled Bombardier, and then Iman and Zayman with Cad Bane, Proximity Mines, False Tramp, Bomber Codes, Stealth Device, and Drassa title, and Proton Bombs. The list that he'll be facing off is a First Order list. It is the Tice Silencer Kylo Ren with Extreme Maneuvers and Sensor Scramblers, Major Von Reich and the Tie BA with, Tide, with uh, Daredevil. And then breach in the TIE FO bomber with feedback pain, proton torpedoes, weapon systems officer, proximity mines, and delayed fuses. Uh, this is going to be a pretty interesting matchup because there is um, an initiative match between uh, Kylo Ren and Breach with Boba, and then uh, Major Bonrek at initiative six as well that can move after everybody else has moved. Um, I think this is going to be a tough matchup for Charles here because of that initiative, um, that difference or that that uh, that even initiative between the two. Um, it could definitely make the difference there between um, having um, getting to a good spot onto to push damage onto either Kylo or Breach and um, or them just arc dodging and just punishing Boba right. The good thing about it, though, is that because Eamon is a lower initiative, he will be able to react better with dropping bombs before Breach can reposition. So ideally, he can uh, drop bombs onto the proximity mines onto Breach before he gets to do that system phase boost and, so uh, and a, drop something on his own. I have a quick question, though. Yeah. Does it go by? It doesn't go by initiative. I thought it went by uh, player order now. So I have to review the rules again. I believe it still goes by player order and then initiative at the same uh, at the same time. Like your initiative four would do their system phase first, then the initiative fives would do that for uh, next after that. Um, so, like for instance, for the bombs, when you're doing your stuff, Iban has to drop his bombs first before Boba can do his bombs later. Like if you're dropping bombs from both your ships at the same time. So I believe it applies across the board for both of them. I'll have to um, verify with Nobby if that's the way we would do it. I believe that's how okay. it is there. But um, but yeah, system phase would still be initiative phase um, based rather when it comes to like timing for dropping those bombs. Nope. And that's that's good to know. I guess I didn't know that. I don't run a lot of bombers. So um, even though I, I used to, I don't now, but I, that's a good thing to know in my case because yeah, because even being able to do it means you can put Eamon right in the <coughs> kind of right in there to try to kill Breach off. Um, question is, does Breach get rerolls based on those bombs or only friendly bombs? So you're thinking you're thinking Grudge. So Grudge oh, is the right. initiative yep. two one. Yeah, Breach is yep. the one that gets a free target lock whenever he goes past you or overlaps you. Gotcha. Um, oh, so even that's, that's his ability. Yeah, yeah. So um, his his particular um, ability is is really nice when you are in close range with another um, enemy and then you do that system pace boost that goes through like the clips like the edge of an enemy because you get that free uh, target lock and then on top of that you get to drop a bomb after you boost so um, that is something that uh, Charles will have to contend with in this particular list so yeah yep I don't know if I I, I think the bigger issue is the Kylo Ren right 
I think that's yeah. He I, I I really think that's the bigger issue to contend with. Um Boba does better with more ships typically. So this is gonna be a lot harder for Boba, especially if everybody could stay at range two to three of him. So um and you know Breach is gonna be definitely in the back because Breach is a pro he's got protons. So I I I think this is a bad matchup personally for Charles. I'm sad that you gave that matchup to Charles. <laughs> Sadly, it wasn't one that I gave. Unfortunately, it was one that was matched up on him. Um, the next one that we did set up, this one I did actually set up myself. Um, this one is going to be uh, myself. I'm running a first order list. It's Blackout with Trick Shot and Sensitive Controls. Kylo Ren in the TIE Whisper with Predator, Biohex Crypt Codes and the Enhanced Jamming Suite, and Lieutenant Tamsin with the Sensor Buoy Suite and the Biohex Crypt Codes. Now, be facing off against a uh, Rebel list. Um, his list is. I think I copied the wrong one, but it is a Rebel list. It is Leia with uh, Compassion and Engine Upgrade. Uh, we have Luke with just the foils and Ahsoka Tano with instinctive aim and proton torpedoes. So it's a triple fives list um, that I'll be facing off against. Um, he, it, he does have a slight advantage over me because he does have the force that he can rely on. Um, so Jan doesn't affect him as much um, to do it. But once he is four starved, not having those extra mods definitely hurts. And um, because I have the ability with uh, sensitive controls, I do have a greater agency to block him to deny him those extra actions. Um, so I, it, I, I do have a little bit of an advantage when it comes to that. Uh, Leia having compassion can pull the crits from uh, from the other ships to bring on to her, uh, making the other ships survive a little bit longer. And then Ahsoka being a great uh, coordinating piece and a pinch. Uh, that can pass off actions to even stress ships um, with with her ability, so that can really help out either Luke or Leia get out of a jam um, if they um, if they end up getting like caught in a corner somewhere. So I think that it's a it's a a pretty good matchup, but I think I can still possibly pull that off. So yeah. And then the last matchup here is, uh, it's going to be an interesting one. It's the Separatist versus Separatist face-off. Uh, we have John. Uh, he's going to be facing off against Octor Khan. So John's list is Zam Wessel with Jammy Beam, Count Dooku, Thermal Detonators, and Shield Upgrade with uh, two Separatist uh, Interceptors with independent calculations and then a Separatist Drone with independent calculations and struts. And then Octor is running... Uh, another separatist list. He's running two Federation drones with Discord missiles and struts, four more Trade Federation drones with just struts, and then two Techno Union bombers with plasma torpedoes and landing struts. Um, this is a lot to chew through. Luckily, um, no tactical joy to really buff them up, but these are independent calculate uh, fighters, which you know they're they're really good. <laughs> Having double calculates makes them really hard to take down. Okay, so wait, wait, wait. Octor's list has independent on it? Yes. Okay, because I you don't oh, actually, have that no, in the He does not. Actually, sorry, okay. sorry. He does not. So no. He can share those calculates though between all those ships. So yes, yeah, that's actually I was gonna tell you that, yeah. that makes it strong. <laughs> he, he on that on that list, the only reason I mean if you ran them, you would only run them on the 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 droids, but in reality you don't want to do that really either, just because you only have two with this courts. Um yeah. I think this is a horrible list that john has as a matchup um this would have been bad you this pretty much the only list that you would have could have taken this on is you in my opinion <clears throat> um 
and even you would have a hard time with it. I have a the the issue is is Octor has plasmas and discords, so all of that kills Zam like crazy. So I don't know how John's gonna run this. I do think that he's gonna have to be cagey. Every other one of his ships don't care about discords to some extent, except or plasmas, except for Zam. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if Octor saved those discords until Zam was in range and then fired the one because guess who can't barrel roll? Zam. So every other ship can barrel roll, but yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's something that he has to um he, it's something that he has to definitely take care of. I, I think that you don't engage the the fighters, the uh, vultures with your front arc. You always want to keep them behind you so that way you can like keep them on range so that we're not taking multiple shots from multiple drones. That's the only way they can really have Zam survive the onslaught from all those droids. Um, but at the same time, you don't want to leave the rest of your list um, high and dry, right? Because you need those drones to punch and take out at least one and a half droids to, to to get an advantage over the opponent's list. So yeah, definitely John has a, a he's going to have a hard matchup here. Yep. Not unwinnable. Yeah. Um definitely not unwinnable. I have I actually was playing with a list for um LVO similar to John's but not with the not with the separatist interceptors. I just don't care for those um at all. But I was running a. I had a very similar list to what he has there, so. And and that ja maybe Jamie Beam comes in more handy than we think it's going to in this this matchup. That might be the only time because technically, if you can jam uh, a Techno Union bomber so they can't shoot a plasma at you, and there is no DK one probe droids coming at you, so they can't take locks early. I don't know. Yeah. I. I, I, I think I, I don't think it's unwinnable. I think Octor has the advantage um, a as a swarm player and B as having those plasmas on there just really can really do destruction. Um, yeah, John's going to have to focus on getting rid of the those first and somehow intercepting the two discord missile ones with his one train. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, all right. So, moving on to LVO, is that where yep, we head next? Yep. All right. So I went ahead and I took this was the best I could get. I apologize. I'll blow it up here a little bit. Uh, we'll zoom in a slight little bit. Zoom in maybe a little bit more. All right, there we go. So in the finals, we had Duncan Howard and Isofane. With Duncan's list, and okay, I'm, I'm just going to stop right here to say we just had a final with Maul in the intercept or in the Sith infiltrator. Like, that's pretty amazing. And I was thinking of running this list as well. I just hate how Maul burns down typically before anything else. And I don't yeah. feel confident in my Django play to to win things. But Duncan Howard obviously did, and I wish he'd been on stream more. <clears throat> and it, it, nobody's going to nerf sets. They better not do a damn thing to sets. I hope they already have their points list finalized. I have a bad feeling the reason they were waiting for LVO is to see what won, <laughs> because that's what FFG would fucking do. 
Um, but they're they're already ranked C tier according to GSP, right? I mean, there's no way that there's this is supposed to be a rebel versus rebel final according to GSP. Come on. <laughs> well, I don't know. They did say they thought Seps would. Um, yeah, yeah. No. That that was their weird prediction or whatever that Seps would win. I, yeah. I I really I don't know. I'm a little surprised by Maul Django. Um, I'm very surprised by Maul Django. How about that? That one. <laughs> that one I'm more surprised by. So, yeah. um, but anyway, so he had Django with Lone Wolf, Protons, Count Dooku, Darth Maul with Hate, Protons, Grievous, and Palpatine. Um, and the Palpatine, Grievous, um, Grievous is great uh, for three points. Grievous is, is easily worth three points. Um, and Pelp and Pelp Oh my god, Pelp and Maul with hate is just totes my goats. Like, oh hey, you just shot me. Uh, let me recover a force and give you a, sh uh, a stress. Oh, here you go. Yeah. Merry Christmas. Have another stress. Oh, you want another stress? Take another stress. It's it's so good. Um, so good. I would yeah, be definitely. more excited if he had ran double infiltrators, but I know, I know you can't. I know, I know that's not as good as this list. So. <laughs> Yeah, I was um, I was actually kind of surprised in the, in the final there because he basically sent uh, an isopane, you know, rightfully went after um, after Maul in the beginning, um, but he was kind of like um, Duncan was moving Django to kind of engage the rear of the swarm, but I think took like one or two turns too too long to engage, and that basically left his one agility Maul yep. to suffer the wrath of the entire swarm. And I think that's where this list falls apart, right? Because yes, Grievous is nice to like cancel one of those damages. Um, and hate helps you, you know, just constantly pump fire and offensively in it. But at that point, you're hoping to try to wipe out two two droids uh, per turn, um, just using your mods for it. And when you're facing that kind of list of swarm, uh, it, it's very difficult to to try to go in there, expect to try to take out two drones. And when it doesn't happen, you're going to take a lot of damage in return. And then it also doesn't help that uh, that ISO's list had the K2B4, which gives you a strain um, in exchange for a calculate. Who knew or that was good? I don't know. The guy that was sitting right here that should have been running almost identical list, but hey. Yeah. So going on to, to ISO's list, um, he's the winner for the LBO here. Again, congrats to him. Um, he's running uh, Captain Seer and the Bell Bilal fighter uh, with K2B4. Uh, which, uh, if you don't know which droid that is, this is the droid that allows you to spend a calculate. Your opponent either chooses to uh, give you an extra evade result, or you take a strain. Um, so uh, when you uh, when you add that into uh, independent calculates, that makes the droids much harder to kill, or at least with the penalty. Um, it also um, Captain Seer also had impervium plating and Solus one for those defensive rerolls. And then he had DFS 311 with independent calculates. Uh, he had three separatist drones with uh, Discord missiles and also independent calculations. And then two regular separatist drones with independent calculations by itself. Uh, a lot of utility in this particular list. DFS 311 passing off that extra calculate to a ship that will need it, particularly one of those separatist drones that can shoot one of those Discord missiles and still remain double calculated. Or he can pass it off to... Um, uh, or just keep it. But he has a lot of utility with this little agency of sharing those calculates with DFS whenever he needed to. And then on top of that, Captain Seer's ability, if you had 
Um, if one of your drones had an enemy in their bullseye, they can spend the calculate to cancel one of their evade results, basically a crack shot, uh, which makes this list both very offensive and very defensive at the same time. Yep. So essentially, the way I theorize how this list happens, right, is because I've been running Watt with seven drones, all with independent calculate, no impervium plating, and Watt and the K2B4, right? And I've had... I've had decent success with it in fairness. Um, in my local, I am, I think, oh, I was seven and oh, and now I'm nine and two, I think, after last week. So I, I did lose twice to um, another stupid empire's swarm with Lighten, <laughs> um, which we won't talk about yet. We'll talk about that next week. Um, <clears throat> but um, anyway, so. The, essentially, the way I theorize is, is he Isofane probably goes, hey, if I drop one droid, what can I get? Oh, I get Discords, I get Seer, I get Impervium Plating, and I get K2B4. Hmm, probably seems like a fair trade. Um, I, I think in this meta, the Discords are a fair trade because it forces your Rebel token sharing list to start taking barrel rolls. That's 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 what it does is how do you get rid of a discord it, it's it's a bigger threat i don't personally think discords are as big of a threat as people think they are um unless you can't barrel roll then they are um like are you bosk are you zam you know but at the exact same time you could shoot some of them off um so i i understand fire sprays and and, and falcons both hate them but you could still shoot them you're just taking some of your shots to shoot them so you know in a two ship yeah. list yes discords suck they I didn't even think about that, but if the le the meta was going to be fire sprays, discords are probably better than one other ship that I could put in there. Um, that DFS 311 obviously is an easy upgrade. I mean, that's an easy thing to put in there. There's That's not even a questions asked type thing. You put that droid in there um, because of the fact that you have those extra points and you can do that. So Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and just getting that extra utility out of the list because um, you know, in your particular swarm or where you have it with, um, uh, with what, um, yeah, you're getting the tactical droid that helps them defensively and you're relying on more like arcs to shoot at your enemies and stuff. But with seer, you're guaranteeing that crack shot, you know, when you, if you can line up that bullseye. So it does offer a little bit of both that offensive ability and that defensive ability with the K2 droid, um, at the expense of one less, uh, vulture. So I, it's, it's a fair trade. And I think ISO was able to fly this, uh, very, very well, um, to, to come up on top. So, and if I remember correctly, he actually went five and no, um, in the Swiss and, um, <coughs> and then went undefeated. Yeah. Pretty much the yeah. entire, the entire, uh, thing. Yep. He was, he was undefeated and I believe, um, the other one, yeah, he was we'll undefeated. We'll go through them as, as we go through, we'll go through them. I don't think Duncan Howard was undefeated. He was four and one. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. So I'm the, excited. Uh, I won't tell you how aesthetic I am that a droid swarm one. So, <laughs> all right. Yeah. Top so four. The, uh, the next one that we have here is, uh, is for Doug Howe. Uh, he was running an Empire list. He had uh, the appearance here of the Defender Darth Vader here with no upgrades. And then he had four Academy pilots um, in going, joining Vader with this. 
Um, this is their first time I've ever seen this particular type of matchup with Vader. I've normally seen them either with um, with Rack or with um, two of the the Tie Barons. Um, but having four Tie Fighters to go along with him um, actually acts as a really really good deterrent force uh, for Vader. The one match that I saw him on stream, he was facing off against the a Resistance Beef List. Uh, it was a four-off list where he sent Vader in super aggressive to get behind, and then he basically sandwiched the list between the Tie Fighters and Vader. Um, and he he was actually really really good. He I believe he ended up losing that particular uh, round just because you know dice are dice, but um, just to see that effectiveness against the the resistance, like to to have it slam. If his if that Kazuda Ziona didn't like roll natties every single turn. Uh, Doug would have easily won that that match very easily, but beyond that, this is a really really nice effective list. Well, and that I <clears throat> so personal opinion, I did watch that match. Um, so two things. Well, I guess we'll stick with the match first, but yeah. um, the because I actually have ran this list. Um, I've ran this list quite a bit, and this is actually a list that um, I give to beginners. If cool. if if you are newer to the game and you want to learn certain tactics, Tie Fighters are easy to fly, and they're consistent in dying specifically <laughs> typically um and vader doesn't like to die unless you corner him and it, it it's a it's a teaching block um to explain how a fragile ship can be um but it also gives somebody a darth vader to play with right and, and if you're going to give somebody a darth vader this one's easier to fly than the other one now back to the actual match him coming in aggressive with kazuto that was fine him continuing to go back and forth after he couldn't really put much damage in to kazuto forced him back into that corner for them to pick the TIE Fighters up. He should have pretended like he was going to come back in and 4K around to go after Kazuto and just gone past. A three hard would have yeah. put him right past. He yeah. could have boosted, would have been behind all the X-Wings. And then you go through it and you just start shoot, shoot, shooting and boom, yeah. they're gone. I agree. Um, I, if, if he would have did that three turn, he would have been right on Rose at range one and just either eliminated Rose right off the bat easily, or at least put her in a serious condition where the rest of the ties could have taken her out. And then you just pick apart the the T seventies yep. after that. Yeah. Uh, totally agree. But yeah, he just stuck hard to to Kaz, unfortunately. Yeah, and I understand why because Ka you should be able to get Kaz off the board. <laughs> like logically, Kaz should not roll um, three of aids every turn, and you have to spend yeah. all your force. To <laughs> get one damage in that i believe he rolled like a total of 15 evades in like four tries it was it was insane like yeah <laughs> I, I just i understand so like i understand the logic in it but if you if because of where kaz was at you already had kaz thrown off kaz was not coming back into the fight very easily yeah. um because kaz can't boost so those things don't have boost on them um, I would have, that's what I would have done is I would have come in and gone after Rose or one of the, the X-Wings and then allowed my TIE Fighters to start coming in and then picking Kaz up on the back end. And then I would have 4 k with Vader the next round or maneuvered him away and, and flown away and come back in. But um, anyway, so that's that list. The other list was Jesse Van Wick, um, who this is obviously a archetype that everybody said would not be able to do well. And he made top four with Soonser Fell. Shield upgrade, Predator, Vader with afterburners only, no fire control, uh, Duchess with fifth brother, shield upgrade, and Predator. I don't know if I like the fifth brother on the uh, on Duchess, but it obviously worked very well for him. Um, I usually would have preferred to have 
something different for Vader, at least, you know, giving him the fire control or Over if hate. or hate or something, you know, I, I that's how I would have ran that is with with either hate and fire control or um, even shattering shot like at three points would would have been, a be I think, a better investment than fifth brother. But I understand having that other force token on Duchess can be very potent, but that's an expensive bloody Duchess. That's yeah, all I got to say. Yeah, it is. I um I've run this archetype a few times and I am always super, super nervous with Duchess because you know she has two agility, right? And even if you give her a shield upgrade, that's still only five health, one of which is only a shield. And it's while she is very, very maneuverable because you can choose to ailerons with her or not, and it makes her very unpredictable where she's gonna end up you rely on outmaneuvering your opponent constantly. And if you end up in a situation where you're facing multiple arcs or at least like large base ships that can attack from like the sides and stuff, Duchess does not want to be caught in multiple arcs. And that's what makes her like very, very fragile. When you compare her to the three agility students here or Vader that can easily reposition whenever they need to, to arc dodge stuff. So, um, but still, I mean, considering that he made it all the way uh, to top four with this particular list shows that this is still a viable archetype. Three aces can still do very, very well, um, even in the in, with road. You know, they, 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 he was on stream, I think, two or three times of which he had to face off against <clears> other <throat> like I6 aces. And he, he still did well. You know, he still yeah. did very, very well. So, yeah. Yep. Not a big fan of uh, Duchess, though, personally, but that's just me. All right. Top eight lists, we have Alex, or Alex, I'm sorry, Andrew Sherl. I think that's how you say his last name. Yeah. This list is a surprise to me. I did not know you could be successful running two decimators. Um, I'm sad, and this is the sad part here. I actually would run the hell out of this list, and I don't own two decimators. I only own one, and I don't feel like I should have to spend another 35 bucks to buy one. But this one has Rear Admiral Sheru Rack, basically with Ruthless, Novice Technician, um, Vader, Moth Jer Gerardoff, which I insanely love in this list, yeah. Protons, and a Hull Upgrade, with Captain Omicron, <laughs> that's what I'm going to call him, Captain Omicron, uh, with Intimidation, Novice Technician, Seventh Sister, Hull Upgrade, Proton Bombs, and Dauntless. Now, I had to look Seven Sister up. I did not know there was a crew, nine-point crew force carrier. Did you know that, JJ? Yeah. I um, Actually, I've run a variant of this particular list, um, and I do go force-heavy with uh, with Rack because I like to run him with, like, three force. And uh, the two that I reached were always Seven Sister and Grand Inquisitor because uh, Seven Sister has that utility where you can spend a force to change the stress into a tractor. Um, yeah. Really, really potent. Yeah, especially when you're facing off against smaller ships. So, yeah. I, I I was very surprised by that. And I actually think that's that's that crew, that crew in itself makes <clears throat> me more excited about this list. I'm really sad I don't own two Decimators. Um, because yeah. I'm not going to be able to run this list. Um, now Captain Omicron is actually one of the first ships I ever actually ran ever. 
Mm-hmm. I've never ran, I never had ran that ship, uh, or never have ran it really since I first started for a plane because I was excited because I was like, I got a big ship, I could just go in and ran into you and take my action. And, um, you know, I'm going to be able to take an action and I'm going to be able to shoot you and you can't shoot me. And then I realized there's lots of other ships that don't run into you and can shoot you and you have no green dice. So, <laughs> <sighs> yeah, it was um, I was actually really surprised to see uh, Novus te- Technician on this um, on both of them, actually. Um, but, yeah, it does work to help jam uh, your opponent for it. Um, the other th- part of it is Moth Jurgerod. It's an it's a, a crew that is criminally underused. It is, I'm actually a very big fan of this particular card. Essentially, what it helps you do is that you can spend two charges to system phase boost uh, with your ships, and they both have to perform the same boost if um, if you decide to do the boost. So this really helps uh, the decimators to get out of a tough spot. Uh, where they can only do like a bank so you can essentially do a one turn boost and then a one turn bank and you clear your stress and you do end up doing like a 90 degree turn um so that essentially is is like doing a hard two for or at least similar to a hard two maneuver on the decimator and still get an action uh, which is really really great and it also prevents them from blocking you if you have a lower initiative um uh, ship that's uh, that can move before you. You can go through in the system phase, get that boost to get into position, block that lower initiative ship before they block you, and then you can move past them and get your action still to either rotate your arc, um, or um, or just take a mod and and shoot. So it's yeah. really good. Okay, look, man, a decimator being able to boost is just crazy. Never thought yeah. about that on this list. I I used to run this on a decimator. And then I would run um, interceptors with it, and it would give the interceptors that boot, that preposition boost, so that I could always do the barrel roll and focus, you know, action yeah. or an evade barrel roll. Right? I always did it, that. That's how I use it. I never actually had thought about using it on the decimator itself. Like I never boosted myself, but you can. Yeah. So like you just never. Th- I just never thought about that. But this works out really well. Um, these decimators would be better if they had one eight or the the 50 50 50 arc like a boss like i would like that better i think where you could have full front or full back and flip it back and forth that would be pretty tote um maybe yeah. it would make them overpowered but that's yeah. that's what i would like to see um yeah so i was excited by this list this is to me this is as surprising as mall making top cut period so mall making final table top cut i was something i did not expect this is also something i would not expect um, yeah definitely next list is a list that i have seen uh ran in our locals um our good buddy Corey actually runs a very similar version of this list um who's probably not watching tonight but um when he watches later on this week i'm sure that this will come up <clears throat> um i like this list a lot i've never seen um, that Mar that Mago Yarrow used before, um, mm-hmm. so I, I what well, JJ? Can you explain that card first before we get too far into it? Yeah, sure. So Mago Yarrow is a crew for uh, for Rebel only. Um, it reads: Whenever you after you defend, you acquire lock on the on the attacker. Um, so this essentially allows Kanan to acquire lock every time he takes a shot from an enemy ship. 
Um, and at initiative three, he is going to most likely use that against that enemy um, very consistently, um, since he will probably take shots from higher initiative ships. Really, really solid upgrade for Kanan. Um, this is an uh, upgrade that I've used a lot. It used to cost a lot more, and that's why it was ignored. I'm surprised that it doesn't see much more play, but then again, there are a lot of other crew that Rebels use as well um, in, instead of Magna. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it is a very, very solid way to give um, the any any ship that can carry this a target lock. Um, you put this on a um, on the Asatuck gunship, and all of a sudden you have mods. <laughs> it's really good. Yeah, I I like this list a lot. Again, this this is a little bit different. Um, Corey typically flies Ahsoka with uh, clusters and vector cannon because then he could turn his arc out the back, out the front. He's firing his clustered. Um, you get the, you could put instinctive aim on there and clusters for five points, right? Um, and and hence why we probably don't see the um the ion torpedoes on Luke. Um, but he. Corey has ran a similar list to this. I, I like this list. I think this is a, a very uh, fun list to fly. And because it is black box and because I own every piece of this, this is definitely something I'll be putting on my local table at some point here. Um, at some point here. This is, yeah. I, I, I again, I might change Luke out. Luke is kind of the, I, I'm not a big Luke fan. Personally, because my Luke always dies. <laughs> I know I can never roll anything on greens to save my look. All right. Next one is Sir John. That's that's what I've been calling him. Sir yep. John. Um, so he's, he was uh, flying a first order list for this one here. So this one is um, Commander Malaris and the She class light shuttle with proud tradition. And then one generic TIE silencer, uh, the CNR Jameis engineer, and then four Epsilon squadron cadets in the TIE FO. Um, this is a uh, a version of malware. Uh, it's an archetype with uh, Malaris and a bunch of generics. Now, Malaris's ability allows you to, um, if you roll a blank on offense, it allows you to take a strain to re-roll that blank um, and basically acts as a passive mod for the rest of your list. So uh, for the for this particular uh, archetype, these are shooting at lower initiatives, so they can um, basically get double mods all the time because uh, they have that passive reroll whenever they roll that blank, and this makes them very very effective um, attackers at lower initiative. And then on the next turn, they can do a blue maneuver and remove that strain with minimal consequences. So yep. it's a very very effective list. Yep, and essentially it's because they up the price of those epsilon cadets. That's why mm -hmm. you, you can't fit all of them in the list anymore. I, I don't like the proud tradition. I would have put either ion missiles on the Simus engineer, or um, I would have put a uh, sensor scrambler on, on him. Um, yeah. Oh, can he take sensor? He could take it. Can he? Yeah. I actually would have put fanatical on Malaris instead of proud tradition because they only have two shields. So as soon as she loses the shields, all of a sudden she can pass them on herself. Yeah. And then, yep. um, and then the sensor scrambler on the Sanner Jameis, just so he can get into position early and not get any locks on it. Um, that's how I would have run it. But either way, this is still really, really good. Um, proud tradition does have its use. Um, there were moments where he did like a full stop. Um, and that allowed him to still do a focus action with Proud Tradition. So it does have its use, but you're not going to consistently do full stops um, or stress yourself out like that. Uh, you could technically do a full stop and then like a white maneuver and then still take the focus with the Proud Tradition. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it does have its uses. So yeah. 
I'm, I'm not a fan of it on uh, this ice shuttle, I guess. How about that? There you go. That, that's where I'm not a yeah. fan of it, personally. But I do like it as a, as a card, just not on the, the Z shuttle. All right. Next one is Brian Lindemood. Probably one of Charles's favorite stylists. Um, and yes. this was on stream twice, I believe. Mm -hmm. And I have been won over to tell. I yeah. really like tell now. And I hope tell stays at the points because I think that's another ship I would be playing with. Um, so essentially that he ran <clears throat> Bosk with marksmanship, Jamie beam, Greedo, dead man, switch hounds tooth and tell Tavera with cutthroat jamming beam, hole upgrade, punishing one contraband R five TKO. Then Fenral with predator and the Z 95 Nash, the pup with dead man switch as well. Now here's the funny thing, right? If you kill Bosk, right? You're going to shoot, you kill Bosk. He dead man switches, right? Then that Nash, the puff deploys and does not take the damage. But then if you kill Nash the Pup, it's it's still only six points, and it does another damage to you. So you could just fly it right into whatever you want. Yeah. <laughs> and if you kill it, and it's at range one, there you go. Like, And so then it's forcing you to go after a six-point ship. Um, this is, the, to me, since they raised the cost of Zam, this fits so much better. Because even without that, you can't put Zam in the list without dropping Dead Man Switch, Nash the pup and dead man switch and contraband. You just drop all those just to put Zam on boss. Mm -hmm. And I think this combo is very cheeky. Um, team kill. Yeah, there you go. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> um, I don't know. I've, I like this and I, yeah, especially cause Nobby, what two weeks ago, Nobby flew that fireball onto a rock or whatever to kill yeah, it, to do damage it, yeah. to all those other great. shit lists. So, <laughs> Hey, we never played that video, did we? We forgot about that. Um, yeah, yeah. But anyway, so like that, that's genius as in and of itself. This actually is like, this makes boss a little bit more scary. Now, I will say watching it, they effed up Burrito at least three or four wow. times in that, yeah, in the did. second stream. It was like, oh my God, like you don't flip Greedo's charge. He still gets to use Greedo. You just get to use it before he does. That's it. You know, yeah, exactly. That that was a misplay, but I I'll, I'll chalk that up to, you know, they've been there for three days already. They're exhausted. And they've probably been out late, and they just, you know, they they just missed the 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 trigger correctly. You know, but yeah, I uh, just watching the stream, I fell in love with this list. I had never thought to put Dead Men Switch together with Houndstooth like that. Um, just seeing that interaction, and um, and then on top of that, Cutthroat triggering with Tell, <laughs> it was just fantastic um it was it was a great um great match he ended up losing to jesse van wick uh later on but this well, was barely. a lot of fun yeah barely it was definitely barely um the the one thing that i was considering messing around with is fen rao uh with predator i mean yes this um he is pretty effective on his own to go in to hit like a hammer um and then just predator to get that passive reroll. um even though you're not you, you don't need to run it with fearless um i think it's pretty solid the one thing that we consider putting instead of Fenrau is probably Han. Um, it comes in cheaper. You can put in a lot more upgrades on it, probably like a um, a four-lom hotshot gunner Han, and still have upgrades to to put in um, for a, either on Han himself or other, or something else. Well, you could put Trickshot, right? 
Yeah. Do you put land? You don't put Lando's Falcon title on it, do you? you, you um, if you want to, sure. But if not, no, you don't have to. I mean, that's okay, so let's, let's build it out because that's seven, that's a seventy point fend. So what? Mm-hmm. Is, uh, I got Han here at forty eight points. Trick shot puts four on into there. What else do you say? So uh, four alarm crew. Yep. Hot shot gunner. How many points am I at right there? Uh, we're at 60, buddy. You still got 10 points to go. Kira and the title. And then I could put the rest of the points somewhere else if I wanted to. And now you got five extra points. Yep. So you drop contraband on Tell and you got eight points. <laughs> um, do you drop the hull upgrade and put Sam? <laughs> That's what you said. <laughs> you do. You put Sam yeah, back. Why not, right? <laughs> oh my God. You put Sam on Tell. <laughs> oh, dude. Okay, hold on. Zamon Tell actually might be pretty totes because so I have a question. When Tell leaves the board, does those charges don't disappear, right? So like if you're fully charged and you leave the board and you come back the next turn, you still are fully charged and you get to deploy anywhere on the board around. Yep. Right? Okay. Mm -hmm. So oh my god, that's that's I think that's what you do. Screw yeah. now I will tell you Fen, you know, Fen in fairness, Fen did quite a bit of work. I don't like Fen because yeah. Fen dies for me. Um, not as bad as it does for Charles. Charles always loses Fen every time. Charles should absolutely never run Fen. And I hope he listens to this just to hear me say that so he can bitch <laughs> at me next week. But um I like Charles, yeah, Charles always dies with Fen every time. His damn Fen cannot live to save his life. <clears throat> um, but I don't I would, yeah, I would almost take Fen right off there, right? Like you said, and I would put Lando on there. I think, or not Lando Han. I think Han Han makes it. I mean, you could drop to Lando too if you wanted to save another six points. I, yeah. And Lando's still a pretty bloody solid piece, in my opinion. In scum, yeah. Um. Ugh. All right, all right. Hey, man, we got some, we got some, we got some work to do because I like that list, and I don't like scum very often. And depending on what they do with points and stuff like that. That actually might be a pretty bloody good contender for um the new some of the new rules. Yeah, absolutely. You know what? I'm gonna run this on Wednesday. I, I think that this is a lot of fun. I'm definitely gonna run this on, on Wednesday. Damn it. All right, all right. You get you're <laughs> running it against Charles, though. Like that's yeah. we gotta get a hold of Charles to tell him he has to play you on Wednesday on our stream because I just want to see him play against it. God, you could put Sam on here. Oh my god, you could just do all these so yeah, this is so scummy. And just can you imagine we should I wonder if we can figure out how to bring a um if we could figure out how to bring a razor crest in. I wonder if what would a razor crest would do in this list too. Oh yeah. I'll okay. I'll put Bando in here. Yeah, absolutely. Right, so because <laughs> we got I gotta like depending on what the rules say, like there's at least two more tournaments, if not three, before some of these new ships drop. So we have um we have crossroads in North Carolina coming up. Um, which I don't know if I'm going to go to or not yet. Now that I uh, didn't have to pay for this, if I could switch my tickets somehow to that, that would be even better. Um, then it might be worth it for me to go because it's just a hotel room I have to pay for in food. Um, then I have, uh, there's, what's the one in Illinois? There's one in Illinois on February 19th. I can't remember the name of it, but there's a tournament in Illinois, uh, or not Illinois, um, Indiana, in Indianapolis, Indiana, that weekend. And then Adepticon's coming up. And if the only thing they release is the Mando pack between then and now. Oh, man. Now, you're making me really want to go to that Crossroads because 
I think that manual <laughs> pack dropped that weekend. I don't know if it'll be tournament legal though, but um, but yeah, depends I on mean, what they call. Yeah, depends on what they call. Yeah, exactly. Ugh. All right. So the uh, the next Dang. list we got here. Uh, <laughs> okay. Is... I'm sorry. Like this is like do not tell. <laughs> I hope Charles does not watch the stream. Do not tell Charles about this that list. I want. I just want to see the look on his face. Uh, when he runs it. All right. All right. Anyway, we're going to move on to top 16. Sorry. <laughs> sure. No worries. So next one we got here is Alex Farley here running a scum list as well. Um, this one's a double fire spray list. Uh, this first one here is Kashka Frost, uh, which has triple zero seismic charges, Rick Cargo Shoot, Hole Upgrade, Marauder Title, and BT1. Uh, Kashka Frost ability allows a reroll on offense and defense if the, uh, if the attacker slash defender is stressed. Um, and triple zero uh, helps with that as well. If not, it gives her a free calculate. Um, and then also the other ship going uh, with this is Boba Fett with Lone Wolf, Seismic Charges, the Late Fuses, Hull Upgrade, and the Slave One title, the Scum One, that allows you to change your uh, dial. Uh, really solid list for this one here. Uh, double Fire Sprays are always really, really good. Um, I'm actually surprised to see Lone Wolf on Boba Fett, but that does give Boba the long range uh, reroll uh, whenever you need it, and um, and that can be pretty uh, pretty good. Seeing um, seeing the delayed fuses with seismic charges does give a bit of area denial because if you could put this in a cluster of rocks, you can hold it for at least a turn and then choose to see, uh, see which one you want to blow up and hopefully get some uh, some damage on your opponent through that. Yeah, I like this list. I'm I, I think I would have traded the slave one title down to the other slave one title um, and put a different gunner on them. But that would just be me or. Yeah, I think that's I, I that's probably what I would do. Or I would go with the one with uh, um, the other the second bomb. I, I don't know. I, I I'm not a big fan of that. New, the, the old slave one title anymore with it with Boba. And maybe it's just because I've never ran it with Boba. Like when I started running Boba, I never ran that title. Yeah, because it was just too expensive. Um, so so I think the worth in this particular slave one title is because of road, um, especially if you're facing against other initiative five um, aces. This basically lets you uh, change your dial um, to that way to make sure that you don't get bumped. Um, or put yourself in an unfavorable position if another I-5 moves before you and now you have to react to what they have to do. So that's the the value in that particular thing. The only drawback to it is that it stresses you whenever you do that. So you have to also take in consideration that you have to be able to unstress yourself to get some actions later on. And I think that's what Lone Wolf also helps with too at range. Yep. It's, it's a reroll. Yeah. yeah. It, which makes sense. I, I, I agree with the, the Lone Wolf on it if you're going to yeah. do that. Otherwise, I probably wouldn't be using Lone Wolf. And rumor has it that we're getting a crew slot back for Boba. So, welcome to Boba Mall again, or Boba Assage, whichever. Hey, that took me in the top sixteen, um, in one of the GSP tournaments. So yeah. No, I don't. I don't want to hear it. it I, I know it did. I'm. I'm sure <laughs> it did. Um. Okay. Next one, William McDavid running a three ship CIS list close to my heart. Uh, 404 bomber with advanced protons, DK1 probe droids, landing struts. All right, same thing. Then we have Zam with Dooku, thermals, and composure, which is new. I've not usually ran composure on Zam, but it makes sense. Um, and Grievous, which is hilarious that he put composure on Grievous because me and Corey were having this exact same conversation about why would you just not put 
composure on a Belba Lab. Why not? Like it makes sense. And Impervium played Eden Solus One. Um, this list is a similar archetype. Love it. Think it's a great list. It was one of the contenders I was looking at playing with um, for LVO as well. <clears throat> I, I think I just like my swarms better. But yeah, it's a solid. Um, it's a solid ace list. Um, you have two I fours, uh, which are still relevant in this meta, um, and then Zam Wessel, which is always always a threat. Um, having DBS 404 with the uh, DRK Pro Droids allows the allows everybody to get those target locks early. Um, so that definitely helps out Zam and uh, Grievous, uh, just getting those mods early on. And then um, he can just basically sit on a rock, wait for the enemy to approach him. And then at that point, get off the rock, hopefully get that advanced proton torpedo in and hit hard uh, with its ability and hopefully have a calculate to go with it when he, when he shoots. So that's a very nice uh, support piece. And then you have to worry about Zam and Grievous coming in. Um, this is probably phone in a pincer format. I don't believe they had him on stream to my to my memory. Nope. But I would fly this as a pincer, putting um, Zam with the, the the droid bomber on one end and Grievous as a flanker, and force your opponent to choose one. So, yep. Yeah. All right. Next list, Paul Olson. Um, which is funny because him and I actually kind of talked a little bit about this list. Uh, or not about this, but about running Droid Swarms together. Uh, unfortunately, I couldn't go and run my damn Droid Swarm, but um, he ran DGS 286, which is a little different. Not seen that ran with a Droid Swarm before. With Tracers, Kraken, and the Stabilizers. And then he had not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, not six, but seven Droids with struts mm -hmm. um very solid list uh especially if you don't mind running the hmps i think they're very good i ran um a very similar list the for the first what was the first tournament we did i don't remember anymore yeah i think uh, it's, whatever um... the whatever the first crate cup uh this is this is almost identical to the crate cup list that yeah. i had um other than I did run DGS 286. I ran um, DBS, uh, whatever the the I1 droid was. DGS yeah. 047. Mm -hmm. But this, yeah. this essentially, this droid allows you to transfer uh, calculate token to yourself. So you always have a mod for, you always get a mod no matter what for your tracers. Yeah, I think that's it's also a solid way to help keep your HMP alive, especially if you're gonna um, end up in multiple arcs. Um, you can always crack in yourself to keep one, and then just grab another calculate from one of your other uh, ships, so that we can at least have both a offensive and a defensive calculate um, when you're doing your attacks, and also set up those tracers as well, so that way the, your the rest of your drones have um, have shots later on. So yeah, I think it's a it's a pretty solid archetype there. I like it. All right. Next one, Josh Bart Bartlett. Mm -hmm. Josh Bartlett running the Republic here, actually, uh, running two generic uh, seven, or sorry, uh, calibrated laser targeting Jedi Knights in the Delta Sevens. Um, and then Oddball in the Y Wing with the Tierfon Belly Run, Ion Cannon Turret, Proton Torpedoes. R4 Astromech and the Synchronized Console, and then Anakin with Malice, Predator, and Synchronized Console. 
so this particular list allows for um, for Oddball to engage while he's on top of an obstacle um, using those proton torpedoes. If he actually gets, um, if he does like a red maneuver, he does get a free lock, uh, which he can then use Synchronized Console um, to pass it out to Anakin if he does get it or vice versa. And then uh, the calibrated laser Jedi Knights um, can boost into position and take a focus. And then uh, hopefully if they get that bullseye, they can add that extra hit onto their attacks there. Um, pretty solid list there. Um, the first time I've actually seen Oddball with uh, Tier Farm Belly Run uh, to get that off. But if you're able to dial in a maneuver and get that uh, that target lock off, you're still able to use your proton torpedoes and um, and then hopefully pass on that uh, target lock over to any. Easy. Yeah. I know. It, it's crazy. I like it. Um, it's it's spicy. How about that? There you go. This is a spicy list. Um, I'm happy to see Oddball make top cut. How about that? There you go. Like yeah. that's yeah. and why I care. Why wing oddball of all things, yep. right? Uh, it, yep. I've, I've never I don't think I've seen oddball make a cut since I've been. So yeah, I've I've seen a lot of uh Arc 170 oddball and the um the V19 oddball, but never seen the Y Wing one, especially because if you do the the red action, you're never gonna get that that stress off unless you go straight. With this one, I mean you just you go wherever you need to go, and yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. And I think that Teflon belly rub is going to be a little bit more important um, going yeah, forward the in the future. So um, just personal opinion could be wrong, but I hope they don't raise the points on it because it would be it would be fun to have a Y-Wing meta for once. And you know what? Okay, if you go back to, we haven't talked about the Ryan Farmer uh, fly betters, you know, cast, which I don't know if we're going to get to tonight or not, but they had an interview with AMG and I did not know this, but I guess Will Stick's first favorite uh plane is a freaking Y Wing. Yeah, with TNCs, <laughs> <And> yeah. <laughs> like, all right, cool. Um, so hopefully they don't raise anything for Y Wings. It'd be nice to see a few more Y Wings. They did have on the GSP stream um five resistant Y Wings with wartime loadout and turrets. Yes. Um it I it didn't do well. In my opinion, like at least on stream, it didn't do well, uh, but it looked fun to run, and it was the healthiest list I've ever seen. <laughs> Forty-five <laughs> fucking points. <laughs> Forty-five so, points. Oh my god! So interesting enough, um, back when Isophane was starting to like, um, like try out his list that one, um, the one list that I actually played that I actually beat him with was four white wings without wartime loadout. I did it with engine upgrade. And um, one of them was one of the named pilots. I think it's Lima Lima something and Rose Tico with C-3PO. And essentially what I would do is that I would just keep the ion turrets to the side and I would just boost constantly because the native ability would constantly give me a calculate. And then I could get rerolls with one of the other pilots there. So um so those resistance y wings can actually be good without wartime loadout um and they can actually move really really fast with the um with just the base title and an engine upgrade because uh, you could just boost calculate all day and get into spots that y wings have no business getting into <laughs> the three bank so boost is good. can you just if you run five of them do you just like run two in the center and run two on the outside or something like that yeah i, I just I like ran them span in a the whole board I ran them in a, like an offset formation 
so it was like a giant conga line where they were just moving around the edge of the board and i was just picking off his his droid fighters that way yeah because they don't like ions so yeah <laughs> uh, dirty 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 all right andrew lippins is the next one hey, running him. and this is the list that beat the defender list i believe <clears throat> that's 100 positive but i think it's yeah. i think it was this list um mm -hmm. I like this list a lot. So this is po Commander Poe naked, except for S-Foils. Jessica Pavoff with N9G8 S-Foils. Uh, a red T70 X-Wing with R6D8 in the S-Foils. And a Fireball Kaz, the best pilot, better than scenes here. Uh, there you go, Charles. Uh, with R5 Astromech. <laughs> He's He's not, but he might be. I don't know. Have you ever watched Resistance? Yes. He's a pretty good yes, pilot. It's <clears throat> more it screen so, time than Sunter. He He's the best pilot in the galaxy, and he died on an asteroid, <laughs> which was <laughs> hilarious. It was great. Oh, man. But, uh, yeah, this was a fantastic, uh, fantastic list for, for Pim. Um, he's, uh, we, we see him a lot on the uh, NCX, uh, like, Discord and on, on the games there. Uh, he flew this very, very well. We got to see him on stream twice. Um, he did end up beating that defender list uh, with the TIE Fighters. And then he lost uh, to, I forgot who else, um, in the top, top 16, I believe, is what he played and what he lost on, um, which was heartbreaking because he he it was so close. But uh, he flew this really, really well. This is a pure efficiency list. Poe being able to either double modify himself whenever he needs to or one of the ships, uh, just getting those re-rolls and providing a re roll with the droid and then the red squadron expert getting re-rolls for every ship that um that has the defender and the bullseye and then cash just being uh, a very cheap ace um you just heal up your your initial damage with r5 and you're rolling three dice on both offense and defense until they can knock you down and wow it's it's really good really efficient yeah i like it i think this is a pretty good fun list to run to so yeah all right, next one. Go ahead, Charles. Or go ahead, Charles. Charles is not here. To, I'm sorry. It's, it's a habit. Whenever we have scum, whenever we have scum, usually I'm just like, hey, Charles. So uh, this one is Michael uh, Jacques Mitil. I Excuse me if I put your name. Uh, so he's running a scum list here. He has uh, Dengar, the jump master, with auto blasters, Grievo, uh, over two modulators, punishing one, and R5PH, which is the reroll droid. Um, then he has Fenrau and Old Terok with Fearless in the Fang Fighters. Uh, really solid list. You have two I6s and an I5 here. Um, both, all of them, all three of them punishing really, really hard. Um, Old Terok is a sleeper here because if you can manage to do like a complete face-off uh, with Old Terok, he gets to take out one of your green tokens. And then he gets to shoot you uh, with full force with both Fearless. And then if you try to shoot him back, he has Concordia face off to give him that free evade. Um, Dengar here with uh, both Overtune Modulators, Greedo, Auto Blasters, and R5P8. Really, really strong because Overtune Modulators gives you those three calculates. So on the turns when you know that you're going to get hit in the front with, uh, with Dengar, you have those mods for both of the attacks. And then R5P, it allows you to uh, do a reroll. Um, the only drawback to that particular droid is that if you roll a critical, you get damage. But um, a really, really strong list. This is all offense. Yeah, it's a pretty aggressive list. <clears throat> this is a list that says, I'm going to come in and hit you. 
or and either I'm going to die or you're going to die. One of the two. Yep. <clears throat> All right. And then going on to the next one here, we have a rebellion list here with uh, for Wynette Court. Uh, he's running Hera in the B-Wing with fire control system, ion cannons, and then the foils. Uh, Jake Farrell in the A-Wing with marksmanship and prockets. Uh, Lieutenant Blount in the Z-95. Uh, then R. Volkrin with Predator and Intimidation in the A-Wing. And then AP-5 in the Sheath of Feed with K2SO um, to round off that list. And, I no, can't you forgot the Phantom upgrade, which... Oh yeah, doesn't even need to be there. It doesn't need to be there. Like, why does he have the fan? Is it just like a trolling thing? It's it's the equivalent of Jamie Bean. You just put it there just to put it there, right? <laughs> Jamie Bean could do something. The fan, you who are you gonna dock with? Are you gonna dock with Hera? You can't dock with B Wing Hera. <laughs> if Hera dies and then you eject AP five from the back of the B Wing. That'd be great. <laughs> All right. If there uh, AMG, if you want to make a genius upgrade, that would be fun. Not very hey, realistic. I always thought. But- I always thought that when they released the uh, the resistance transport, that if you destroyed it, you could eject the pod off like separately. Oh like, yeah, that, that would have been great, you know, since it has the the little peg there to do it. But sadly, it never came true. So he likes the art. All right, well, fair enough then. <laughs> um, so yeah, yeah, really solid efficiency bullshit, list. Jacob. Yep. <laughs> Moving on. I don't like rebels. Boo. Rebels are eight or S tier, man. Come on. Yeah, eh, not this week. They weren't. <laughs> um, seems like separatists were S tier, unfortunately, which I was not super happy with because you know what that usually means. But next list is Joshua Miles. Uh, this is a take on a Poe Ray list. This is a pretty much naked Poe um, with uh, Ray's Millennium Falcon, Zori Bliss with Wartime Loadout, Protons, and R4 Astromech. Poe. Fancy Poe that has Overdrive, R4, and Marksmanship. Great list. The only thing I would disagree with is the Protons, um, and and that's only because I would drop that down to Plasmas to be able to put uh, Corsella on there. I would have dropped Marksmanship yeah. and and that down to Plasmas and put Corsella on Ray, and that's just me. I would have I would have invested that, but this is a aggressive. Yeah, this is a this is like a deck you in the face type list love the list i like poe ray as it is i do actually enjoy a strip down ray because whenever i run ray really fat ray always dies for me so you know pretty quickly so i do like this strip down version of ray and i think ray still hits hard enough she's worth investing in um even at 70 points in this list um yeah ray was on stream staying stressed the whole the whole time so yeah, Corsella yeah, really helps. Yeah, I like Corsella just for only for that, and I, I and I only say that because I don't the, the protons on Zori are great, but I think protons are overcosted. I shouldn't say that, but that's I I think they should be restricted from Rebel and come down in points. There you go. That's my hot take for the night. That's my hot take <laughs> for the night. Rebel can never have protons. Well, let's bring them down to 10 points or nine points. I think right. nine points. Vendor is the only person who should ever run protons and events protons. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's a whole different discussion. Um, I hate you so much. <laughs> I hope they never so, release. Or, 
that. So for for the rest of the chat, right? So we had a game about two days ago where I just brought like this random list that I in my COVID state. This included Major Vendor with Advanced Proton Torpedoes, the title, and Fire Control System, and uh, Diamond Boron Missiles. So I ended up getting behind his Layton and the Brute, and all I did was, for like three turns in a row, is one or two straight, reload, and then shoot the APT. I must have shot, like, what, five of them in the game? Uh, um, you, yeah. No, it, it wasn't five. Three. You, you shot it three times, and two times you hit full strength. Yeah, yeah. So it, it was it was ridiculous. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, my goodness. Yeah, you didn't you didn't have it. You only had it three times. And fuck you. That is bullshit. And I hold I'm happy that they will never ever release a star class alpha fighter in the same there that'll never happen again. They'll never do that. Now he's just pissing me off. He's just pissing me off before going to the other stream. <laughs> I All gotta right. get you riled up, man. You you did. You got me. You got me riled. I hated that list. I don't hate it. As, you, hey, want to know what I'm happy about? Here, let me tell you one thing. I'm happy about JJ. You know who was not in 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 top cut this 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 weekend? Torkel fucking Mux. Yes. I was keeping an eye out too. I was like, man, I'm waiting for the HWK. We did see an HWK swarm for for Rebels, and I was like, this is either going to be really good or really terrible. <laughs> it was awesome. But, I was uh, excited yeah. when I saw that on yeah, stream. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, yeah. With having COVID, do you know what I did this weekend? I took my laptop and I put it next to me. And I put the stream on the laptop, and then I took my cell phone and I put the stream on my cell phone. <laughs> so I had it on both <laughs> both places. That way, I didn't. That way, if I felt nauseous or did. <coughs> didn't want to you know look the other way i had it both places and then i, I was playing video games on tv because what else yeah. do you do i mean like like friday night i had nothing to do like you can't hang out with anybody you're just sitting home by yourself and so i ordered pizza for the family so that they didn't have to deal with my cooking and i didn't lose any of my taste or anything right but you know it was like i was so i'm blowing my nose yelling at the gsp stream you probably go back through and look at the chat and probably be like, yeah, that guy's that guy doesn't look sober. And then I started drinking. So, you know, then on top of that, I was like, screw this shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so do we want to jump into uh, the, uh, the Mando or sorry to the Book of Boba? <laughs> yes. So. So. All right. So let's let's go ahead and wrap this up. Um tonight i i do i did want to talk about um the amg stuff but i think we're gonna wait a week i think what we're gonna do is we're gonna wait a week and i'm hoping we'll get a rules drop and a points drop yeah. this week um and i will say we are gonna probably run games on wednesday even if it's just me and jj running games um i think technically if i test negative i could come out of quarantine tomorrow um but I don't know if I'm going to test negative, so I don't know if I'm going to really push it, you know? Um, so, and I'm on call all week. So I will forewarn you if it's you and me playing on stream and all of a sudden it's just JJ playing on stream and talking to everybody. It's just because I had to take it. I'm on call for work this week. And this is the first time I've been on call uh, for the new company I work for. Yeah. Um, Hopefully my mic doesn't crap out like it did last week. So, yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll do some testing ahead of time, but it, yeah. I think if if they drop rules or anything like that on Wednesday, we'll be playing with 
every, all the new stuff. If they haven't dropped rules, I think we're going to go ahead and play um, with what we know anyway. I'm at the point where I think we should play with the bumping rules and things like that. If you lose, it's not, it's not my fault. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good one, Deslin, actually. Um, that's a good one. I'm I'm gonna use that. I, I should have used that on Wednesday or Tuesday or Thursday when I played you, JJ, except for I did win. I don't know how I yeah. won. I shouldn't have won. I should not have won that game, but I did somehow. And then JJ got tilted and didn't want to play another game. And I'm like, I have I have COVID. I can't go anywhere. What are you gonna do? It's only eleven. Had to go to bed, um, dude. I was tired as hell. Jeez. JJ flew me onto a rock. <laughs> well, I did um I did hit a rock with an interceptor. I landed on it, <coughs> couldn't shoot, and had to fly through with the next turn. <laughs> and I still I didn't still die. survived to <laughs> kill my ships. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Oh my god, that was awful. But on the other hand, your stupid ass aggressor did not die after I think 17 shots. Like you just every effing shot I took, yeah. you were able to evade one, almost everything. Except for the one aggressor. time. Yeah, the one health aggressor that freaking took like every shot from your list and just survived somehow. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> like until the very end. And then you're like, oh, I'm done. I was like, no, I didn't get to kill it. I didn't get to kill it. It's <laughs> not fair. <laughs> um. Anyway, so what we're going to do is we're going to go. I'm going to throw the extra out the extra, the extra or whatever you want to call it. I'm, I apologize because uh, it's COVID time. Um, but we're going to we're going to end the show. If you would like to hang out and talk. um. Book of Boba Fett um, episode, what is it, three and four? Yes. Or four and five. Four, four, and, four five. and five. Four and five. We are actually going to talk about it this week. <clears throat> so you're welcome to stay, but there will be spoilers. So we'll be back in three minutes and ready to talk about Book of Boba Fett. <laughs> 